Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things Podcast. Welcome to it. Thanks for downloading it. Thanks for subscribing to it. I guess most importantly, thanks for listening to it. Downloading it and subscribing is great. And leaving reviews on iTunes, that's great too. But actually taking the time, finding the time to, to squeeze this podcast into your busy, busy day is very much appreciated. That's the big one. Yeah. The podcast is brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They have a location in Milan on Tech Drive. And also in Galesburg on West Main Street, Milan is open every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. And uh, the recreational waiting lists are available. You can reserve your time. That's a good idea. Do that. And uh, you can do that by going to the website. That is ntillinois.com. Here we go with our first bit from the uh, Dave and Darren in the Morning Show Number on Planet one. 93.9. Yes. Number one. 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 Number one. Darren, a story coming from America's Wang. Florida. But that's America's Wang. Yes, Florida. Florida. A man has been mauled by a leopard. In Florida, he paid for a full contact experience with a big cat. Now, who offers that? That's something you can get down there, apparently. Is that somebody going rogue at a zoo? It's like, yeah, I can, I can set you <laughs> yeah, up with the... Yeah, uh, meet him behind the shed. I, I can, I can <laughs> totally set you up with a big cat uh, <laughs> full-on experience. When everybody leaves the zoo, I want you to meet me in front of the monkey house. Meet- but be cool. Meet me by the monkey house. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's important that you look like you belong. Don't act like a weirdo because then they're going to kick you out. Just hang out by the train. I'll come get you. And then I'll take you and then, for the full-on big cat experience. This guy paid $150 to have a full contact experience. He's filing a lawsuit. After uh, wildlife officials say he was mauled by a captive black leopard. This was in a backyard animal sanctuary in South Florida. What does that mean? It means some idiot's got a black panther in his backyard and is charging people to play with it. (laughs) That's what it means. Dwight Turner (laughs) paid $150 for the full contact experience with a black leopard, which allowed him to play with it. Rub its belly and take pictures. That's what you get for 150 bucks. Report by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission says this happened back on August 31st in Davie, Florida. Now, what is the mauling cost? Well, that's complimentary. Uh. Davie is near Fort Lauderdale. Look at you the, and your Florida town. Well, the agency... The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission is charging the owner with allowing full contact with an extremely dangerous animal cited for maintaining captive wildlife in an unsafe condition. And this guy is suing now the operators of the animal Backyard zoo. Yeah, it's a backyard zoo. The owner runs a, it says here, a licensed animal sanctuary for rare and endangered animals at his home. According to the... And there's not a zoning problem? I wouldn't put up with that. If the people next door wanted to start having panthers in their backyard, I wouldn't put up with that. According to the International Union for Conservation and Nature's Red List of Threatened Species, leopards are classified as critically endangered, and black cats, apparently, are very rare. This is my favorite detail of the story, and I think this makes me a bad person. But I'm I'm just going to share with you. Mm-hmm. This is this detail made my day. The man was attacked as soon as he entered the leopard's enclosure. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> the fact that it went bad immediately that makes me happy, and that's not. That says something about me that I'm not proud of. That hurts! Oh! Oh! No, it's a fast acting, full on big cat experience. The second you walked into that leopard enclosure, wow! <laughs> that it, was quick. 
Injuries were so severe, Darren, that this guy's scalp was here. It says hanging from his head. Oh, that's rough. And his right ear was torn in half. Oh. He's required multiple surgeries. Uh, The attorney for this guy says that the cat, quote. Did he get his picture? (laughs) (laughs) Like the roller coaster picture? (laughs) Did he get that? Here's a little memento (laughs) of your experience. (laughs) Consider yourself zing. Zing of the day. I'm just going to give this picture to the ambulance driver. You'll appreciate it when you wake up. Uh Uh-huh. The lawyer says that the... uh, Tell your friends. (laughs) Normally we make you choose between one of three pictures, but... Picture of him trying (laughs) trying to climb the cage with his scalp hanging off his head. His scalp was hanging from his head and his right ear was torn in half. The lawyer for the guy who's suing the backyard zoo says, quote, he went for the jugular. (laughs) Took my client's head in its mouth. (laughs) We shouldn't enjoy this this much. Uh, You big dope. Yeah, that's right. Stupid. The ear was pretty much removed. Oh, that, I gotta admit that's a that's a good shot. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and and leave this here, uh, next to your, <laughs> next to you here in the back of the uh, ambulance bus. Uh huh. Just uh, take care, buddy. <laughs> and hey, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Yikes! So this thing ate his face. We'd appreciate a a, a good review if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> You know, you know, a lot of our business is word of mouth. If you'd be so kind as to leave a review on Yelp, which, by the way, was what you were doing <laughs> when that black leopard had uh, you, your head in its mouth. Right away, you were yelping. <laughs> 150 bucks to have your face eaten. Do you think the guy gets a refund, or how does that work? Oh my gosh, a hundred and and fifty bucks. Uh, here's a picture of it right before. Right before that's right before this guy's face gets eaten. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That that doesn't look real. That's real. Oh my! That's the God. picture. Oh, no. <laughs> right before oh, boy. the guy gets his head eaten. Oh, no. oh. oh the cast got him pinned to the ground already. Now, here's what you do. You get in there. You can play with it. You can rub its belly, and you can take pictures. Uh, here's an interview with the guy, and his face is just oh. bandaged like he's a, well, yeah. like he's a mummy. Like the, the invisible man. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. Son of a gun. He is licensed, I guess, the guy that has the license is licensed to have the leopard. However, this whole idea of charging people to come and play with it. For experiences. Yeah, that's not that's not okay. That is illegal. The entire experience was illegal. Now, that said, that's important to bring up because before you get in the cage with the black leopard... You do have to sign a waiver. Oh, of course you do. Sign here. Right. Sign here. Initial here. Right. And initial next to your signature here. But what the lawyer for the guy who got his face eaten is saying is the waiver is null and void because the activity is was illegal. illegal. Yeah. So that's that's important. Any waiver his client may have signed before his face got eaten is void. Oh my gosh, that's just that's just that's not, that's not great. Oh. The moment he walked in the enclosure, that's when the leopard attacked. Just couldn't wait. Let me at him. 
Here's uh, here's audio from the... Anna paying for the thrill of being in close uh, contact with a leopard nearly lost his life when the wild cat went on the attack. Local 10 News reporter Christian De La Rosa is live with the exclusive. Christian. Yeah, and I spoke off camera with the man that was injured in all of this. He tells me he's undergone multiple surgeries after this leopard went for his head. <laughs> This picture obtained by Local 10 News shows the victim's heavily bandaged head and ear after being mauled by... This guy's head looks like a Thanksgiving turkey before you take it out of the wrapping. What are you doing? 150 bucks. Rome Black Leopard. Detectives with the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission say the savage attack happened in an enclosure behind this Davy home on Ernest Boulevard, August 31st. The man who lives here, identified as Michael Poggi, has a Facebook page saying he runs an animal sanctuary for rare and endangered animals. Uh, enough. You know, it's like OJ says. White people, enough with the with the killer animals. And I played pretty well myself. <laughs> True. It had a pretty had a pretty good round. I just got back from the golf course where I actually played pretty well. Two. Two. I fell down a rabbit hole, and I think it's a place that you might enjoy going with me, Darren. Uh, fast food chains, iconic fast food chains that are no more. Oh, I had of no, them. oh yeah, hundreds. Plenty of them. I had no idea that there was, at one point, a Burger Queen. Burger Queen. Do you remember Burger Queen? I don't remember that one. Burger Queen at their peak had 171 locations. Where? What? All throughout, let's see, uh, locations throughout Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, Florida. Yeah. You would have had to have traveled, I guess, to go to a, a Burger Queen. Uh, they ended up getting bought out by Dairy Queen. Ah. Do you remember Beefsteak Charlie's? No. Beefsteak Charlie's, the gimmick was it was uh, a, it was like a a racehorse place. Oh, Everything, there were like horse races. Is that a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> it seems weird to be eating something called beefsteak and looking at a bunch of horse pictures, right? And Beefsteak Charlie. And down the stretch he comes. Beefsteak Charlie. It sound like specifically that's the name of the animal that you're enjoying. <laughs> right. Did you ever go to a Lums? No. L-U-M-S. Lums. No. L-U-M apostrophe S. We had one in my neighborhood growing up, and the burgers were fantastic. I remember there was a Mike Lum who played for the Atlanta Braves back in the day. How about Pup and Taco? This sounds like it's up your alley. Look at that. Pup and Taco. Tacos, 15 cents. Nice. And their gimmick was hot dogs and tacos. That's what they did. I'd be down with that. Last one closed in 2010. This was more of a West Coast thing, I guess. Taco Bell bought all but two of their locations back in the 80s. But the idea of we do hot dogs and we do tacos, I think that would work. Yeah, or a hot dog taco. Walk me through that. Well, you just put a hot dog in a taco shell and then dress it up. It's going to lay in there. Mm. You get the right size shell and the right size wiener. Hmm. If you'll allow it. Burger Chef was big here, I know. Right? No. The, yeah, there was a burger. There were Burger Chefs around here. Mm. Yeah, there were. What am I thinking? Oh, I'm. You know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of. Uh, thinking of Mr. Quick. Yeah, there was Mr. Quick. Mr. Quick. Did you know we didn't have Burger Chefs in the Quant Cities? I don't think so. They used to give you records when you bought their burgers. They would give you what? You get a, you'd get a record you could take home and play, and it was the Adventures of the Burger Chef. Oh. You know those like floppy yeah, uh, the records? Little, little plastic deal? Yeah, yeah. And then I, I, you'd get it home and you'd play it, and it was just the Burger Chef, and he wouldn't shut up about how great his burgers it's were. And I'm thinking... It's just propaganda. Yeah, I remember thinking as a kid, like, how is this entertaining? <laughs> Even as a kid. <laughs> We went, when I was a real little kid, we went to a Great America, and uh, like we were both, me and my brothers, three years younger than me, 
we were both really too young to do roller coasters or anything like that. You could slip out. Yeah, so we just kind of did, you know, like the ball pit and whatnot. And I remember they gave us uh, a, a book on our way out, and it was a like a children's book. And it was this, that makes sense. It was this leopard, the leopard who didn't have any spots. And as we're riding home, it's a bit of a, a bit of a ride from where I lived in the South Side to where Great America was. As I'm reading this children's book in the back seat of the car, the whole children's book is just a giant pitch for cascade dish detergent. Because you see, the leopard doesn't have any, have any spots. Yeah. Because cascade leaves your dishes. Virtually spotless. And that leopard is actually a panther. Well, <laughs> I just remember being furious, like, wait a minute. How dare they? First of all, I have no say in what dish detergent we use. Why are they wasting their time marketing to me? Second of all, like... I don't have control of the purse strings around here. Exactly. And I was enjoying this book about this stupid leopard, but now I feel like... I'm I'm being used here. This isn't right. Uh-huh. Burger Chef and Jeff. You don't you didn't have any of those records when you were growing up? Not that I remember. Yeah, they were big around like Halloween time. Uh. Well, here we are, Jeff. Grizzly Mountain. Scenic Shakes Burger Chef. What a great spot for our camping trip. Well, it's all on foot from here. Well, and, and I got to warn you. Jeff is so obsessed with the food at Burger Chef that he will never miss an opportunity to talk about. It. So it's like they're at the mountains, and Jeff has to say to Burger Chef, "Scenic shakes, Burger Chef!" Like every word out of his mouth, he can't stop talking about the food. Jeff's got a condition: a burger mobile and backpack the rest of the way. Got all our supplies? Up uh, tomatoes, buns, lettuce, pickles, patties. Absent-minded appetites. I forgot the catsup. Look, we're in luck, Jeff. A general store. Hello? Anyone home? Yeah. What can I do for you? We'll be camping overnight on Grizzly Mountain, and we need a few supplies. Oh, and you... Jeff and I need to need our tent to be far away from prying eyes, if you know what I mean. Burger Chef left me for dead last year. <laughs> Their camping supplies are buns, patties... Lettuce, tomatoes, and catsup. Did you catch that? I did. Catsup. Folks must be new around these parts. No one camps on Grizzly Mountain. Puzzling pickles, why not? It's haunted by a giant grizzly bear. Rattling relish of a ghost. Legend has it, years ago, a grizzly was captured by a traveling circus, taken away from the forest, and turned into a dancing bear. And his ghost has been haunting the mountain ever since. Oh, Shaw, that's just superstition. <laughs> It'll take more than a ghost story to spoil our vacation trip, right, Jeff? Nervous napkins, how much more, Burger Chef? Oh, come on, honey. You've wanted to go on this trip forever. Vacation for what? <laughs> Puzzle and pickles? Puzzle and pickles? Really? Jeff, let's hit the trail. So long, old timer. I'm warning you, don't go up there. Well, this looks like a good spot to set up camp, Jeff. Night is falling fast. That was fast. Yikes! Just an owl, Jeff. And that knocking sound, Burger Chef, what's that? Those are your knees, Jeff. <laughs> Relax. Here, I've made you something to drink. Relax. Take one of these. Take two. Hmm, <laughs> it's circus music. The kind that a grizzly bear ghost would dance to. Oh, I'm getting out of here. Oh, hold on, Jeff. There must be some logical explanation. Ah, look up there. A white grizzly bear dancing in midair. The ghost of Grizzly Mountain. Quick, Jeff. Shine the flashlight up there in that tree above the bear, and I think you'll see our ghost. Someone's up there. It's the old hermit we met back at the general store, holding an old bearskin rug by some strings. Oh, tarnation. What made you get wise? All that flour you covered your bearskin with to make it white. 
Some of it drifted down into our faces. But the circus music... Well, it came from his portable cassette recorder, Jeff. But what I can't understand is why you're scaring folks away from Grizzly Mountain. Why? Because visitors dirty up the woods, leaving candy wrappers and pop bottles all around. They bring their city ways and spoil the wilderness. The gosh darn varmints. Not all people are bad, old-timer. Most folks love the outdoors as much as you do. Say, why not get a job here as a forest ranger? Brilliant burgers! That way you could guide people around, showing them the beauty of the mountain, and keep watch to make sure some don't litter and spoil it for others. Hmm. Well, uh, would, I, would I get to wear a badge and feed the chipmunks? <laughs> sure, and ride a horse, too. Well, I'll do it! I'll be the best forest ranger Grizzly Mountain ever had. Besides, I'm getting too darn old to climb trees anymore. Jeff, you've got your face all white from the flower. What flower? That's not flower! It's Colombian flower! <laughs> How do you think I stay so energized, Burger Chef? That's 100% Peruvian flake! Mind your damn business, Burger Chef! I'm still pale from the hoot owl! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Burger Chef, you're incredible! <laughs> Every episode would end with somebody saying, Burger Chef, you're incredible. Burger Chef, you have no authority on this mountain. <laughs> Can't just go and hire people. I am the little... Hey, hi, I got an idea. Why don't you shut down your business here and become a park ranger? I, I'm a little unnerved with how quickly the old timer was excited with the prospect of getting a badge. <laughs> Good God. Well, yeah, the burger chef was, was something that... I'm the law now <laughs> on Grizzly Mountain. And, and people will have to do what I say. Isn't that right, burger chef? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Easy, fella. Mussolini mustard. That's fascism. Oh, now, Jeff, there's a perfectly logical explanation. Steak and ale. Remember those? Those seem to be like all over the interstates. I had heard of that one at least. That seems like something that you would enjoy. Uh, there was also, um, uh, there's, uh, as you mentioned, I mean, there's, there's far too many to go through here, but White Tower hamburgers. Do you remember White Tower? Nope. This is an interesting concept. White Tower is kind of like a White Castle founded in 1926. You'd be forgiven driving by if you thought it was a white castle. White Tower, however, their gimmick was that everything was white, the white exterior, and the waitresses were all dressed up as nurses to promote a clean and hygienic restaurant. Ooh, nice. That's a little, little weird, yeah? Howard Johnson's, of course, used to be all over the place. Those we had. Yeah. Uh, how about Taco Viva? This seems like it's right up your alley. Look at that. Taco Viva. Nope, no Taco Viva. We used to have chilies, or not chilies, the Chi-Chi's. Howard Johnson's, you had a phone at the table. You would order on a, your on a phone, phone table? On a phone. Interesting. Give me those clam strips, please. Uh, another order, sir? What, this are you is, a cop? This is your third order, sir. Let me talk to Howard Johnson. We didn't have a Mini Pearl's chicken, did we? Uh-uh. She was trying to do like a KFC thing where she was the colonel. That didn't that didn't take off too well. Yeah. Wimpy's burgers, Winky's burgers, hundreds of them here that that kind of came and went, but I got to tell you, I really like the idea of a concept of a place that just does tacos and hot dogs. I think that's I think that's the, the, there's some growth in that market. Got food truck written all over it. Chi-Chi's was on Brady Street here, and the only time we ever went to Chi-Chi's was for Monday Night Football. Did you ever go to Chi-Chi's? A few times. Yeah. They closed, gosh, it's been 16 years since Chi-Chi's went away. At the, at the, at the peak of Chi-Chi's, they founded in 1974. At their peak, they had 210 restaurants. Now, you can still get, like, Chili's, pro or Chi-Chi's, I keep saying Chili's, you can still get Chi-Chi's products on the store shelves, right? I believe there are still Chi-Chi chips. That's that's odd that they would keep the name of a restaurant that hasn't been opened. Remember what a failure we were? <laughs> How about Weenie Beanie? 
There's a Foo Fighters song, Shabini. Weenie Beanie, and this looks just kind of like right up your alley, too, here, Petra. They're all up my alley. Chili dogs, hamburgers, and something called Half Smokes. What's a Half Smoke? I would imagine it's in some sort of Frank that is smoked. Smoked wiener? Oh, you get it. Half smoked? But, but only half smoked? Interesting. Number three. 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 The pandemic, the global health crisis affecting the World Championship Cheese Contest, Aaron. This was supposed to take place in Milwaukee in February. It's now been postponed until the year 2022, where it will be held in Madison. Over by there. Yeah, hey. In 2020, the contest drew a record 3,667 entries from 26 different countries. In what year? This year. This year it drew yeah. that many? Well, they do it in February. Oh, they did it in February. Yeah, they okay. were able to get it get it in before all okay. hell broke loose. Right. You know, but is it the best idea for people to be coming from all over the world with the cheese right now? But is this something, oh, they do it every year or this is something they do every couple of years, yes. like the Ryder Cup? Yeah, no, it's it's a, it, the cheese championship is a annual affair. Hmm. Yes. Did I tell you what's going on with the uh, National Beard and Mustache Championship? No. It's all online this year. Yeah, well, I, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I guess it does. Uh-huh. B- so, but... Well, it, that's got to be coming up soon, right? Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Isn't your championship just a national championship, three to six inches in the free beard, uh, just about a year old? Yeah, it was November. So, yeah, we're, we're coming up on that. I, I think uh, it'll be time to crown a new champ as I'm not competing this year. But I will say this. I was the last one to win, you know, back when they would actually look at your beard and you would be in the room and all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying whoever wins this year is somehow going to be less of a champion, a national champion at beard growing than I was. But I think a lot of people well, could I will make that say point. This. I will say this. I think people could say the that two people, and should say that, but the, I won't say it because I'm classy. The people that finished second and third to you, yeah, they didn't even belong in the same room as you. <laughs> okay, well, that's... I, I mean, They were great. Was, that's Darren talking, not me. They were... It was... It was it was an abomination, <laughs> what what they what they brought. I mean, you were clearly the champion. Well, I'm I'm giving. Some... Did they give you? Did they like look under your beard and stuff? Too? Oh yeah. So they kind of give a look underneath. Oh yeah, no, they went through with uh, they went through with a with a fine tooth comb. Did they check your gums? No, Darren, I'm not. A, I wasn't a horse up for auction. <laughs> it was a beard contest. Oh, that's right. There's no. There's no reason to. Uh, I forgot what you won. Look at my gait or uh, anything yeah, like let's that. Take, let's. Th- no one walked you around. <laughs> no, there was none of that. Uh huh. There was. Was there a swimsuit competition? No. Did you have to answer any questions? Uh, there was. A what question. questions did you have to ask, oh, answer? The whole. The whole. Did you have to make championship a is online? They asked me where I was from. Uh huh. From um, the rocky shores of Hawaii no. to the sandy beaches of Hawaii. No, no, I, I, I didn't say that. I, I'm trying to remember what else they asked me. It's all a blur, honestly. I, I can imagine. I mean, I, I had my game face on. I remember they asked me where I was from. You probably was like an out of body experience. No, I, it genuinely was. It genuinely was. Yeah. When I won the national beard championship, I can see myself. No, it on was stage. It was like I was living outside my body. Uh huh. No, it, that's absolutely like I've heard people use that term before. Yeah, and now, and you know what they mean now. Yeah, no, it's absolutely how it felt. It's absolutely how it felt. Now, does it feel that way when your cheese wins a world championship? I imagine you would it think does. So sure. Uh, Jim Mueller is the contest chief judge. And he's saying after talking with the other cheese judges and other uh, key participants in the World Cheese Contest, the championship cheese contest, they uh, concluded that the industry would be best served by pausing the World Championship for Cheese until March of 2022. This whole thing is uh, organized by the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. So instead of having a championship... They will have uh, free programming online during that first week in March to promote cheese making. Cheese week. Yeah, welcome to Cheese Week, ya hater. We're going to put it on the Zoom and the TikTok and all of that, ya uh-huh. hater. The in-person contest that was going to happen in Milwaukee will now happen in Madison. It, it can't happen in Milwaukee because of contractual obligations. 
So the United States Champion Cheese Contest uh, will take place there March 1st through the 3rd in the year 2022. Something to look forward to. It's okay. I misspoke. It's usually a biannual event. Okay. That's held in even number years. There you go. And the same year as Cheese Expo. In March, because of the pandemic, the group delayed the 2020 Expo to 2021. Then they said they planned to hold a contest in Milwaukee in 2021 to coincide with the trade show. So now Cheese Expo 2021 has been moved to online. And the in-person Cheese Expo will return to Milwaukee in the year 2022. There's a lot of moving parts with the National Cheese Championship. Which is typically not the case with cheese. but Because it just kind of settles? It's just, it's just there. It's yeah. cheese. Not a lot of moving parts. You ever been in a, on a tour of a, a cheese factory? No, but I would love to go. Yeah, it's something else. It's something else. Yeah, I would absolutely. Do they? Can you drink? Oh no, I guess they would. If they gave you samples, it would be of cheese, not beer. <laughs> but it's Wisconsin. You never know. Oh yeah, hey, well yeah, cheese you can drink is called milk. That's something else that they make up there. Hmm. But that's. I mean, I guess if you're at a dairy, they could give you a glass of Why milk. Why isn't there cheese flavored milk? That's interesting. They, you've got chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you have like a cheddar flavored milk? I think that would. I don't know how. You could infuse, how receptive the public would be to milk that tastes like cheddar cheese. Oh, I don't know. Cheddar milk. You know, I want to sit here and dismiss what you've just said, but I'm very intrigued by the possibility. Sure. Getting like a nice cheddar note from your milk. Yeah. It could even be like a white cheddar so that the milk could still be kind of white. It wouldn't necessarily have to be orange milk. I think I think people would, I mean, so it would be like a... a, a more of a savory milk. Hmm. Hmm, as opposed to, there's plenty of other types of flavors of milk. Yeah, I would typically have... Typically, they make them sweet. I would be more inclined to have a, a cheddar milk before I would have a chocolate milk. Really? Yeah, I can't do chocolate milk. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's too sweet. It's pretty too sweet. Much. It's pretty sweet. Well, you know the problem with chocolate milk, Darren? It insists upon itself. Mm. And I can't have that. Just give me straight 2%. I might work on that 1%. cheddar milk over the weekend. Your cheddar milk recipe? Uh-huh. So milk that tastes... Like cheddar cheese. I mean, milk really is... It's not that far away. There's strawberry-flavored milk. And I don't know what kind of serial killer you've drinks got, that. You've got buttermilk. So why, if you can have buttermilk, why can't you have cheese milk? Here are some milk flavors. Oh, I now this is interesting. I just said I don't like sweet milk, uh-huh. but caramel flavored milk. Oh, that would be good. Uh, That'd be like I almost have like butterscotch. Someone else suggesting cherry milk. That's cherry milk. That just seems like a like cherry flavored milk. Just seems like a good way to get diarrhea. Mm. Diarrhea. Any of these flavors are probably you're asking for it. Isn't there a president that died because he had cherries and milk? Like that that combination killed one of our presidents. Am I wrong on that? Is that what killed Jefferson? He died of diarrhea, didn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, back then everybody did. Diarrhea. I'm telling you there was a there was a president who had milk and cherries at the same now, time. Now, Lyndon Johnson and that killed him. Uh, appearing for a second time on the show today. Yeah. He was a big fan of Yoo-Hoo. Didn't he have a Yoo-Hoo machine in the Oval Office or in his toilet? And in his toilet, in his bathroom, like in the tank. I think he. I think he might have had. Yes, like I pushed this button to flush, and this no, button to get. He had you a who He had like a Yuhu uh, machine uh, dispenser close enough that he, if he was on the toilet, he could still reach it. Interesting. I think I could have that wrong. People reaching out on the Dave and Darren text line four seven zero twenty three nacho to let me know that it was President Zachary Taylor. Zachary Taylor. Who died after attending a fourth of July party and drinking large quantities of cherries and eating milk. And eating milk? You mean eating cherries and drinking milk. That's what that's what they typed here. Uh, oh okay. So it wasn't cherry milk, it was just cherries and milk. And that killed him? If, 
did did Zachary Taylor die from eating cherries and milk? Uh, they think what he actually died from was cholera. Oh, okay. But ever since he died, because yeah. he had milk and then he had cherries, yeah. people have warned... About that combination? Yeah. It says mothers and grandmothers across the United States warn their children, don't mix cherries and milk, because that's what killed President Taylor. Huh. He probably died of just cholera. He was only president for like a year, right? And then he uh, he had milk and cherries, and uh, I mean, you should be fine. I don't think that's yeah, poisonous. Typically, I think you could do that. Right. So he probably died of cholera, but we're just, rather than say that, we like to blame it on the assassin that is milk and cherries, that combination. Don't do it, kids. Four. 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 I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when I was freaking out that I couldn't find any Oktoberfest beer. Yes. In the in the grocery stores or the, the I hope liquor you got stores. Pointed in the right direction. I did, and I want to again say thank you to everybody who reached out either on on Facebook or on our text line at four seven zero twenty three Nacho. So many of you, when you were at a store and you saw an Oktoberfest, you let me know where it was and you took pictures, and I. I really appreciate that. Now, I'm I'm kind of moving past all the Marsins. I've got pretty much all the Marsins at Oktoberfest getting phased out of the beer fridge right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like now they have moved on away from the Oktoberfests because, well, November's on Sunday. Now it's everything I'm seeing when I'm looking at my, uh, my beer mm-hmm. and my craft beer section. Mm-hmm. Everything is Christmas beer. And what does that mean? Well, it means different things to different brewers. There are all, all kinds of different Christmas beers. It tends to be just a beer with different, like, winter spices. Winter mint? Well, there's a candy cane beer that's coming out. Candy cane from Duclaw Brewing Company. Duclaw. These are people who have also done uh, beers using Fruity Pebbles cereal and Skittles. The candy cane beer, though, is said to have notes of peppermint, vanilla, and deep chocolate. Well, there you go. That's not bad. A dark beer. All, all kinds of different winter ales. Uh, this Here's one that has nutmeg, vanilla, cinnamon, nuts, toffee, cocoa, raisins, cloves, and malt. A lot of, like, raisin notes in winter beer, for whatever reason. Uh, Samuel Adams. From Boston. They have a, a a winter ale that has ginger, orange peels, cinnamon, caramel, herbs, and nuts. A lot of nuts, a lot of raisins. It's like trail mix I don't is taste, what Christmas beer is. I don't taste a lot of notes in, in, in my Keystone Light. That's because you're drinking Keystone Light. Not a, I, not, don't, I don't notice a ton of notes. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine you're giving a lot of thought to the mouthfeel. When you're drinking your Keystone Lights. Mouthfeel. That's the thing. There, there are also uh, banana notes in a lot of Christmas beers. Sweet, spicy, earthy tastes. Anchor Christmas ales, one that people go nuts for. That's kind of more of a herbal, toasty, spicy beer. But yeah, that's a thing. Christmas beer. And I'm telling you, just from, from the last time I went and was looking around... Uh, there was Christmas beer everywhere. Okay. So would that be something you would check out? I would accept it as a gift, sure. <laughs> okay. And like if you come over, maybe do a podcast or yeah. something, and find a Christmas beer, you would check it out. Yeah. You think it would get you in the spirit of the holidays? Mm, I'm not going to... I'm going to need the magic eight ball for that. There's a brewery in St. Louis called Perennial Artesian Ales, and their Christmas beer is different from the other Christmas beers because they use chili peppers in it. Beer pours black with a brown head, and you get a chili pepper note plus chocolate, cinnamon, herbs, vanilla, mocha, nuts, malts, graham cracker, and nougat. That's a lot going on. For a for a beer, yeah, it is. Yeah, these uh, some of these beers will put the hair on your chest too. Your your holiday beers tend to have a little bit higher ABV. What if you already have that? What do you mean, hair on your chest? Uh huh. Then you get more hair on your chest. Oh look, you're a regular Tom Selleck walking around. Ah <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. I I trust these people, and I think you can too. Of course, it's not my money. Hello, I'm Tom Selleck. Grandma, do you know what a reverse mortgage is? Have you ever heard of a reverse vampire? <laughs> uh, they they come out in the daytime and they sleep at night. Anyway, give us the deed to your home. I'm Tom Selleck. Can you trust these people? Well, I, don't, I don't know. What am I? A nerd? <laughs> <laughs> and now, here's my good friend Joe Namath to tell you more. Oh, Joe Namath. I noticed this the other day because he's done a new commercial because he's talking about the pandemic. Oh, is he? Yeah. There's one where he's a like... A reverse mortgage and the pandemic? He Well, Joe Namath doesn't do reverse mortgages. Yeah, he does. Well, he's doing another one for like Medicare, and it's like, oh, make okay, sure man. you get all the benefits you're entitled to, you old bastards. Uh-huh. You need to get everything. Get all of yours that's coming to you. I'm Joe Namath, and my ears are the size of a damn satellite dish. Look at me. I look like a damn puppet. I think Joe looks pretty good. Oh, my God. His ears are enormous. Struggling. I want to kiss you. Broadway Joe. Yeah, he's doing this thing where he's like, you gotta get yours. You got a bunch of free stuff coming to you because you're old. Get it. Call this number and get your stuff, man. Sure my ears are as big as Lyndon Johnson's dog. (laughs) When I die, I've requested they make plates out of my ears. Guaranteed. Struggling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just I had that thought too. Like, as I'm watching him talk about, you know, this virus has got us all going out of our minds. I'm Joe Namath. If you were to like, I don't know, wake up from a coma, and there's Joe Namath talking about how this virus has us all on edge. <laughs> I just had this like as I'm watching him talking about, you know, this virus scares the hell out of all of us. Make sure you get your free stuff. I'm thinking, why is Joe Namath talking about doomsday? <laughs> It's like this virus. What are you? What are you? T- I mean, obviously, I'm aware of what he's talking about. Yeah, but no, you're not, you're on the end. Yeah, but it just seemed like if you would have told me in January that before November first, Joe Namath would be screaming to me about how the virus has us all on edge. Well, you, well, right? You, you maybe could have put two and two together. I don't know that I would have, Darren. I don't know that I would have. Struggling. How's this for a Halloween story? Guy is walking in New York City yesterday, and a sidewalk collapses underneath him. You don't want that. And drops him into a hole that's filled with rats. Happened near a bus stop on 3rd Avenue in the Bronx. Family members telling the TV stations there in New York City this guy was scared out of his mind. Too scared to even speak. While he was stuck in the hole. He didn't want to speak because he thought if he opened his mouth... Yeah, the rats are going to go in his mouth. (laughs) The rats would climb in his mouth. No thanks. Leonard Shoulders is the victim. He is hospitalized with head and arm injuries. And you can see the surveillance video. This guy's just walking along a sidewalk in New York City. And then the ground just gives out and swallows him up whole. He goes down feet first into this sinkhole. The victim's mother says he was just standing on the sidewalk. It was just like a suction. He just went down. Mom says he described... He was... He says to mom, quote, Ma! Ma, the rats down here were ridiculous. Ma, the rats are chewing my face. Ma! I can't open my mouth no more because a rat will climb in. Hole was more than 10 feet deep, and he was in there for a half an hour when finally firefighters were able to rescue the 33-year-old man. Rats crawling all over him. He couldn't move. I wonder if he's in the shampoo business or if the family is. I'll, I'll bite. Why would he be in the shampoo What's business? What's the guy's last name? <laughs> Leonard Shoulders. Yeah. Teamed up with... Uh... The Hedden family. The ultimate thing. <laughs> Maybe not. So Murray Head and Leonard Shoulders. Yeah. Got together. together in the, yeah. And the, with, their, with their patented formula. Dandruff doesn't stand a chance. Rats, however, we make no promises no. about. 
We don't sh- we don't suggest that you shampoo your rat. <laughs> do not. We cannot stress this enough. Do not. It says right there on the back of the bottle. <laughs> do not give your rat a shampoo. Right. Here's, a, here's audio from, courtesy of CBS New York. Also in the Bronx, another frightening situation caught on camera, this time as a man falls through a hole that then opens up beneath him on the sidewalk. He is literally there one second and gone the next. The victim's brother spoke with CBS 2's Ali Ballard about this freak accident. The victim is still being treated at the hospital. His brother tells us he is alert and recovering, but is deeply traumatized by what happened. Surveillance video shows a man walking to the bus stop on 3rd Avenue by 183rd Street Saturday. And as he waits, he takes a step forward and all of a sudden disappears into the sidewalk. He was casually waiting for the bus and it just fell. A crowd rushes over to where police say a layer of sidewalk concrete gave out and the 33-year-old victim fell down a 12 to 15-foot hole. Oh, no. 15 feet? No, thanks. No, thanks. The Department of Buildings in New York saying that section of sidewalk was in disrepair. Oh, I don't know. Do you yeah, think no, so? I'm kidding. Do you think so? The video is he's standing and just gets sucked into the earth. I don't know how you even process what's going on when that happens. I don't suppose you do. The building in front of where the sidewalk was, the building has a dentist's office, and it's been ordered shut until repairs were made. And the owner had to put a fence around the sidewalk. (laughs) They've been dealing with rats in recent years there in New York City, and sidewalk collapses are said to be here an ongoing problem. They have had several reports, according to the New York Times, several reports, dozens of reports of sidewalk cave-ins since July of last year. No, no thanks. And then you're just covered in rats. Story from Utah. Holiday, Utah. Undercover police officers entered the home of one Marty Bone. And they said they were they, they found it and recorded several big python snakes just slithering around the house. This is at Marty Bone's house uh-huh. in Utah. Video shows several large snakes roaming throughout the house, including a very large snake in the hallway. Another large snake coiled up in the, under the couch in the living room. And another snake coiled up on a shelf. No reports of snakes at the gate. You don't want to be a rat in that house. Well, that's that's why I'm bringing this up. This is what ties the two stories together. They found hundreds of rats. Oh, boy. At the snake house. Menacing. Hundreds of them. 20 snakes seized from this guy's house. Marty Bone. 20 snakes. Eight Burmese pythons. Three of them more than 10 feet long. Also an 11-foot snake. Three Burmese pythons, all between 10 and 11 feet. And six baby Burmese pythons. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that Burmese pythons aren't cute even when they're babies. Oh, I want to be a baby Burmese. Why can't I constrict someone as a baby? Also, they found marijuana in the kitchen and in the fridge. What are you going to Marty's house for? Marty Bone. Just to feed the snakes. We call it the Bone Zone. Ride the snake here at the Bone Zone. And we really mean that. I'm going to go ride a snake. Yeah, I know. Is there another meaning behind that? When I say ride the snake, I mean get on the saddle and take that snake for a ride, man. Marty bought a saddle for a snake, man. Pretty dope. Marijuana found in the kitchen and the refrigerator. Are you supposed to refrigerate your pot? Yes, you could. They also found more than 200 morphine and oxycodone pills and 20 firearms found in a walk-in closet. Oh, brother. Well, yeah, 20 firearms, 20 snakes. Makes sense. These snakes get any ideas. In addition to the snakes, 585 living rats collected from Bones' backyard. Not for long. As well as 16 dead rats and 47 living rabbits. I guess we can figure out what the rabbits and rats were there for, right? It's a horror show. Marty Bone, 64 years old, booked into the Salt Lake County Jail for an investigation of 20 counts of having an exotic animal without a license. 
two counts of drug possession with intent to distribute and possession of a firearm by a restricted person. Marty, you know you ain't supposed to have no guns. Snakes is one thing, Marty Bone, but 20 guns. He's been in an ongoing dispute with his neighbor. I bet. Oh, God. Bone is accused of going into his neighbor's backyard uninvited and getting into their hot tub without any clothing. I call this the Bone Zone. Population you. Get in the tub. A judge has approved a three-year stalking injunction against Bone for bidding him from having contact with his neighbor. Police were conducting a follow-up investigation on the neighbor dispute when the neighbor provided video of rats that had escaped from Bone's yard and were roaming in his yard. Yeah, you got 600 rats, there's going to be a couple that sneak out. Sure, and make their way into the hot tub. Wow. Marty, your rats are in our hot tub again. You ain't no way to prove them in my rats. That could be anyone's rats. Now when you leaving, I'm fixing to get a soak in. The city ordinances there in Holiday, Utah, say uh, you, you can't have any constrictor snake over 10 feet in length. That's a dangerous animal for which you need a permit. Are you saying there's some sort of constriction restriction? <laughs> That's right. Two undercover officers arranged to meet Mr. Bone at his residence to buy a baby python for 150 bucks. How do they pass themselves off? Oh, just as uh, snake buyers? Yeah, you know. We're we're snake oh, hi. connoisseurs. Hi, I'm just a I'm just an adorable everyday snake buyer. Hello, friend. Marty Bone, nice to meet you. Let's do business. Undercover cop! Oh, son of a bitch, I fell for it again. As the two sides exchanged messages, these would be the undercover cops who are looking to buy a baby python. Why can't I be bought? The two sides exchanged messages, Bone stating that he had free roaming snakes. And even told the undercover officers, quote, I'm always getting bit. Comes with the game. (laughs) Well, you know what they say. One's a snake handler. Always a snake handler. I'm always getting bit. Comes with the game. He also told these undercover officers that four snakes about killed him two years ago. He said to the officers, quote, only luck saved my life. And a lady walking by that heard me yelling for help. I've said too much. He then sent the officers three photographs showing significant bites to Marty Bone's foot and knee areas. Thank God that lady heard me yelling for help when them snakes was attacking me. Otherwise, I'd be in the bone yard. All right, listen, when we go in there, undercover, just let him talk. He'll tell us everything we need to know. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Well, Marty's in some trouble. He's uh-huh. got some questions to answer. Uh-huh. I I get bit a lot by these snakes. Comes with the game. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. That's going to do it for Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things podcast. Thanks again for listening. The podcast was brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois, Tech Drive Mile in West Main Street in Galesburg. The Milan store offers both medicinal and recreational. Galesburg is recreational only. Milan, they're open every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and also on Saturday as well. Nature's Treatment offers a wide selection of products for recreational use, including flower, vapes, and edibles. Sign up for the newsletter and connect with Nature's Treatment on Twitter and Instagram. Now we know! And knowing is half the battle. Until we get a chance to do it for you again, hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, representing. This is for the Quad Cities reference spot. Davenport, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. So long, screwy, see you in St. Louis. Oh, we are the boys of the chorus. We hope you like our show. We know you're rooting for us, but now we have to go.